0: Jesus offers his disciples a lot of information in these words that we just heard. It was important for the disciples to know that because they were going to stay as part of his teaching, that the world was gonna hate them. That conclusion had to come from the pressure that the religious authorities at the time were placing upon Jesus. He knew that even after his death, that the religious leaders would try to eliminate him and stop his movement. When a prophet told Jerusalem's leaders they were disobeying God, they were killed and erased from history. It is difficult to maintain power over people who believe that their leaders are exploiting them. Therefore, the religious leadership in Jerusalem in Jesus' day had to remove him and eliminate all traces of his teaching. That meant that Jesus' disciples had to be silenced. Unfortunately, the best way to silence a person is by killing him or her, and that's exactly, we know that happened. Unfortunately, well, maybe I should turn that around. Fortunately for us, the gospel was not destroyed. An odd thing happened. The gospel spread and it spread faster as persecutions got more intense. Now that's counterintuitive. However, it shows that when something or someone is doing the work of the Lord, they become unstoppable. Jesus continues to live with us as long as we are preaching and following his word. The blessings of heaven and earth are available to all disciples of Jesus we must read the gospels and seek the original meaning of Jesus that he told us about heaven and earth. First thing that Jesus told his disciples is that they had to relinquish their claims in the kingdom of earth in favor of the kingdom of God. Their need and concern about material things had to end and they needed to seek the spiritual life. You know, the earth is the only place where materialism and spirituality exist together. Jesus said that the Holy Spirit was sent to us to bridge the two. The kingdom of God was not just in heaven, but was also on earth. Those people who wanted to experience and be a part of the kingdom of heaven are welcomed in with open arms. There is one key point for the admission into the kingdom of God And that is you have to have faith in Jesus. This means living by his words and in living by his actions. We should celebrate that Jesus lived among us and gave us the simplified formula. Love God, love neighbor. Now, what exactly does this do for us? Let me explain. How do you know if something said or done is sinful? Easy answer. Find a law in the Bible that forbids it. Now, Martin Luther, he's the guy who starts the Reformation, at least we give him credit to that, said, if the Bible says it's a sin, don't do it. If the Bible says it's okay, then do it. If the Bible is silent on the subject, then don't do it. Sounds simple. I wish it was that way. When we read this section of John's gospel, it is difficult to unpack what Jesus was telling us. How do we know what sin is? I feel like I just made a circular argument for you. Let's say that if something that you wanna do, ask yourself, does it violate the two great commandments of Jesus? Does it violate loving God? Does it violate loving your neighbor? If the action is yes to either of these questions, then it's sinful. We don't need a law against everything that's sinful. Such a book would be a large, and unbelievably larger than any library we have. And it would just grow constantly. Be careful because there's a few items in the Bible that are sinful, but may not violate the two great commandments. Perhaps if we examine those items one at a time, we might find that indeed they do violate the great commandments. Now let's turn for a moment to some things that are happening in our society today there are a lot of things happening that are clearly in violation of the two great commandments. However, today's society has decided to accept them as acceptable. This shows our society is turning away from the Lord. When sinful actions are being reclassified as acceptable, then one must ask why. Perhaps there's another way to deal with these areas that are maybe not biblical, but acceptable by society. These non-biblical things people like to do. Well, you know, Jesus addresses these items in this section of John's gospel. There are two kingdoms, kingdom of God, kingdom of earth. Jesus advised that some people in earth's kingdom may act in a way that goes against the Bible and its two great commandments. He asks us what are you gonna do when that happens? It is difficult to change a society's way, but you could change your own. If you accept a societal norm as acceptable, but it is not acceptable by the Bible, then you have declared you're a citizen of the earth, the kingdom of earth, I should say. If you decide the norm is sinful and you're gonna avoid it as much as possible, then you are declaring your citizenship in the kingdom of God, There are plenty of societal norms that violate the Bible. As an individual, it's not possible to change it. Even groups of people have tried to change these norms and some succeed and many don't. The answer to the problem is to acknowledge your citizenship in the kingdom of heaven. Do not do those sinful things. Another aspect of the kingdom of heaven is to accept the Lord's forgiveness for any sins you may have committed And I hope you agree it is possible to write laws about every aspect of your life. That is why I argue that examining an action against the two great commandments is the best way to determine whether something is sinful. However, when a person is young, their thinking is not always clear. Also, some adults are sinful, don't even understand know they did it or realize they did it, what do you do? Repent the sin, ask Jesus for forgiveness, then accept the biblical fact that you will be forgiven. Just don't do the sin again and you'll be fine. Jesus said that if you are not thrown out, that you will be thrown out, I should say. Let me go back. Let me say it again. Jesus said you will not be thrown out of the kingdom of heaven because you sinned.
1: What will revoke
0: your membership is not acknowledging your sin and not requesting forgiveness. So in prayer, request forgiveness. Make any restitution if necessary. And know that you are a member of the kingdom of heaven. Jesus accepts us who do this. Inclusion, in love the Lord. Love Jesus. Love the Holy Spirit. I hope this message has blessed you in some way, shape or form. And as always, Shalom.